met, the moments you have all been waiting for. Brandon Owens, Eric Jeter, Caleb Williams present Hockey Nation. Welcome back to Cocky Nation, guys and ladies. Tough week. It's a tough one. A very, very tough week. I, to, at this point, I just, I don't have any words. I guess let's just jump right into the, into the episode. Yeah, and our first topic is none other than Southeastern Missouri. First JSU. Our newest hated rival. Our newest hated rival. What are your initial thoughts? I'm glad Seaman's back in Missouri. Oh. You were a little upset about that game. Not just the game, I wasn't the, the conduct of the players. Yeah, the conduct of the players. Um, apparently somebody peed on our field. I heard that as well. I want to know why. And how? I, I don't... Well, how is the coaches were covering him up? So the coaches were facilitating this? Is that the idea? I guess. I don't know. But if he had to go use the restroom, that's fine. But if he deliberately did it, I mean, he should have been arrested. Don't pee on a turf field, exactly. man. <laughs> number one, it's disrespectful. Number two, you're pretty much breaking the law. And number three... You're just an awful human being. What? <laughs> I, I just want to know why. I just want to know why. I also want to know, did anybody get a picture or video of this? So I would love to see it. No, but apparently the flute section saw it happening. Wow. That's who I heard it from. Wow. What a time to be alive. Um, let's, let's talk about the actual football game. Uh, as has been said... We beat them in stats, right? As so, usual. As usual. So let's let's go let's go down the list. Uh, first downs. We had twenty four. They're fifteen. Um, we had six for eighteen. Third downs. They're four for sixteen. That's about the same. Fourth down efficiency. We were one for four. They were zero for zero. Total yards. We smoked them by almost two hundred yards. Uh, passing yards. We had more than a hundred yards more passing yards. Rushing. Uh, we have more than doubled their rushing yards. Offensively, we should win this game. And I guess that's defensively too, because offense plays in defense. We should, based upon the stats, if you show me these stats on Friday night, I'm saying this is a JSU dub. Easy. Mm-hmm. Easily. We you look at four turnovers. That's about to say, turnovers. Uh, three fumbles lost, one interception thrown. Uh, the interception. And three of all three of those fumbles were from Cooper. All these yeah. turnovers were from Cooper. Yeah. In fairness, I'll, it was slippery. It was wet. It was raining during the whole game. That's still no excuse. He had a towel on him. Still. He could have, I mean, once the rain subsided, because at least half of those turnovers happened in the second quarter or second half alone. Yeah. Uh, he wasn't protecting the ball well enough anyways, but in fairness, it was slippery. Now, the interception was really a dumb play by SEMO. Um, I think we were on their 30, I think. It was like fourth and something stupid. It was like fourth and 16, maybe. Something, it was fourth down play. Um, Coop lobs a ball to inside the five, I think. Uh, and SEMO, instead of batting it down and taking the ball, the turnover on downs at the 30, they decided to intercept it, which was just kind of stupid. But I don't fault him for that because... You do whatever you want they on fourth and down like that. Even if they get the interception, they've got to get a 30-yard return to even break on even. On all of the turnovers in the first half, they did not score on them. Yeah. Which was good. I mean, our defense was phenomenal this game. Yeah. But fumbling the ball that much is not great for your personal confidence. You know? That's that's all that I see in the stats. That's particularly significant. Uh, we had 10 penalties. 100 yards they had nine for 69 nice which the discipline the discipline came back granted it we hate SEMO so <laughs> doesn't surprise me that we had 10 penalties for 100 yards yeah but our players have got to learn 
even in your most hated rival in the conference, you still do not commit those kind of penalties. I don't care what SEMO says or what SEMO does. Do not retaliate at all. Because we had way too many personal personal files on us. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, positive points. Our rushing game was all right. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, was I, I was actually seeing us run to the inside and I was watching holes open up in the offensive line. And it was Which, it was nice. The downside to that is I was watching the press conference from today. And Michael Matthews was saying how there were holes for him to run in into. But he didn't take them. He stayed yeah. behind a guy who got stopped by a SEMO player. And he got tackled where he could, where if he went into that hole, he could have had way more yardage. Maybe he's just not used to seeing holes. And and (laughs) Gross also commented that he was a lot more patient and took the holes. I was like, no, he did not. No, he did not. It's just, no. Michael Matthews was not smarter this game running yeah. than he was in previous games. Now, we did talk about last week how Simo's rush defense is not super great. So we kind of expected to have a better rushing game uh, this past weekend. But I don't know, it was just nice to see that there were holes. I, have, I haven't seen... The offensive line is not good run blocking. So it was nice to see some improvement there. Um, I'm trying to think of more positive things before we go into negative things. I don't, I don't know if I can. Do you want to go into negative things? Yes, please. You want to go first or you want me to go first? You go first. Okay. I want to talk about Coach Gross. Okay? Okay. Let's hear it. I'm trying to collect my thoughts before I say something stupid. Watching the press conference after the game, the Gross's press conference, was significantly infuriating to me. Gross was treating this game like it was just a throwaway. We didn't need it. I think he said something to that effect. He was like, well, we didn't have to win this game anyway. We'll get into the playoffs if we win out. It'll be fine. With what wins going on? What kind of insane attitude is that? If you look at the rest of our schedule, other than UT Martin and Tennessee Tech, they should be easy wins. Now, it's one thing for him to say a 9-3 and three team is going to make the playoffs. It's just what he said in the conference. He was like, we went out, we go 9-3, and three, there's no way we don't make the playoffs. Right? Sure. I'll, I'll, I'm assuming that he knows more about FCS selection than I do. You know, given Greg Seitz, our athletic director, is the head of the committee. Whatever. Sure. But- it's, it's an attitude issue. It's the issue of... Gross saying, well, we didn't need to win that game because we can still make the playoffs. It's like every game needs to be a must win. At or Two weeks ago, every game needed to be a must win. And this attitude of complacency is what driven us down the past few years. Okay? The reality of the situation is every year until now, to beat everybody else in the OBC and to win the conference, you had to be a half step above mediocre. Do you agree? I agree. To win the conference. This year, you can't be mediocre and win the OBC. Right? So I think Gross is just saying everything's going to be fine just because it always has been fine. He has that mediocre attitude. It's an attitude of complacency that he's ingraining in his players. And it's ridiculous. He was just not worried. He's at at the press conference. He's like, well, you know, this happened. But we can still win out and it'll be fine. That's the attitude of a guy who's starting his homework that's due at midnight at 11 p.m. Just because he can get it done. Right? It's a little easier if you start at 8 p.m., is it not? Yes. Right? Which, a 9-3 and three team, a 9-win team, is not guaranteed a spot in the playoffs. No, it's not a guarantee. Two years ago, two or three years ago, McNeese State went 9-2. and two. They missed the playoffs. It can happen. Even an 8-win team is not guaranteed a spot in the playoffs. Look at Austin P a few years ago when they scheduled three FBS games. 
They didn't have any significant FCS wins to even get them in the playoffs. That's why they were in the first four out for that year. Every Gross press conference, you can just summarize by saying, like, eh, he'll be fine. That's what Gross says every press conference. And was like, hey, what about this that's gone wrong? He's like, well, you know, it'll, it'll be fine. That's that's his attitude, 24-7. Oh, and there's more, but I learned a few things from Caleb about Gross. Caleb Williams? Or uh-huh. What did you learn? Apparently, we are running the same playbook that Gross ran at Oxford High School. <laughs> which is a local high school here in Calhoun County. Oh, Lord. I, we, we're going to talk about this a little bit more, believe it or not. Um, one thing I do want to say is decision-making has been, I question it from the coaching staff in a particular situation. Just the coaching staff. Okay, we were, I think, it was close to the 50. We're within 10 yards either way of the 50. I can't remember. It was like fourth and two, and we punted. I thought that was strange, but... I don't know. Maybe, like, sure, maybe that's weak to me. I think you take a stand and you go for a fourth and two, right? That's my, my personal pers- opinion. My personal rule, if I was a head coach, is what Paul Johnson did at Georgia Tech. If it is four and three or less, you go for it. I tend to agree. Down. But some coaches might not see it that way. Sure, whatever. I'll give that to him. Later on in the game, we are. I want to say near the 30, and it's fourth and six, and he chooses to go for it. And this is a this is at a point in the game when we kind of need points, right? And he doesn't take the field goal, which from the 30, that would be a 47-yarder, which is a long field goal for our kicker who's two and four. But I'll get into that in a second. We go for it. I question his consistency, and part of the reason is he just doesn't trust the kicker, right? Which is becoming a problem very late in the game okay there's 30 seconds left we get a first down uh we're within the 10 within the 15 we are in scoring distance 30 seconds left we're down by 10 points okay what are you doing as a head coach i'm going for the field goal. you're kicking the field goal to preserve time because you need an onside kick anyways right and it's easier to score a touchdown another thing it's, it's easier to score a touchdown with 25 seconds on the clock than with seven seconds on the clock which is what we ended up doing we scored a touchdown I, th- I believe. Yeah, we did score a touchdown. We scored a touchdown with seven seconds left. Even if we get the onside kick, we're going to have to score a touchdown on one play, a Hail Mary. I thought that was stupid to not take that field goal to preserve time for the onside kick if we happen to get it. We didn't. It was a terrible onside kick. But the first onside kick, while we're on that subject, the first onside kick was stupid. <laughs> We had almost three minutes left in the game, and you go for a freaking onside kick? I I am Your always... Your defense has been stout the entire game. Yeah, I going, mean... Going back to the Eastern Washington game, we kicked it deep, and we stopped them. They went three and out, and what did we do? We scored. Gross is sometimes... He's ballsy when we're like, ah, and then he's punting on fourth and two, and we're like, come on, man. You know, it's just a confusion. I want to talk about the kicking, okay? Reasonably, any kicker, a starting kicker at the D1 level, is probably pretty automatic from within 50 yards in practice, okay? Or when they're by themselves, right? They have the skill, Mm -hmm. but as Pat McAfee will say, it's all between the ears, okay? It is a mind game, kicking is, 100%. And... Every time Gross doesn't take a field goal attempt, when we're within field goal range, he's broadcasting to the world that he does not trust his kicker. And what does that do to your kicker? He loses confidence. And since kicking is all between the ears, every time Gross makes that statement, our kicker gets worse. And in the press conference, what did he say when they asked him about kicking? Why, like, why didn't you take a field goal right up? What did he say? He said, I don't trust my kicker. He said, uh, we went one for five in practice or something like that. And it's like, first of all, don't say that. Don't don't say that your kicker went one to five in practice. That's bad because he's losing confidence. He's making our kicker worse every game. 
by not playing him and broadcasting to the world that we don't trust our kicker. It's ridiculous. It's just that's just player mismanagement right there. I don't want to get too deep into this garage conversation because we're going to talk about it, believe it or not. But that's that's my general thoughts. Before we go on to our next subject, we need to talk about Cooper. Okay. What specifically? How inconsistent he is. Cooper is dummy inconsistent. But I still believe in my heart of hearts that Cooper has the tools and the skill to be the best quarterback that we've seen at Jacksonville State University. I believe that in my heart of hearts. But he's got a couple things working against him. One, I believe, is Coach Gross. I think Coach Gross is trying to make him Eli Jenkins when he's not Eli exactly. Jenkins. He is trying to force him to be a running quarterback when he is a he passing quarterback. He is not a running quarterback. With his passing, something that he does... He's very inconsistent with his passing. Here's something about his passing that I find to be an issue. A couple times a game, um, he'll make a pass not seeing that somebody on the other side of the field, is wide open. Wide open. Do you notice this Yes. a couple times a game? Mm-hmm. I don't think it's an issue that he doesn't read the field well. I think what happens is they tell him who his primary target is, and he stares them down the entire play, which is part of the reason he throws interceptions. Um, and when that man gets open, great, it's a completion. But he's missing wide open dudes a lot. I saw him throw to more open guys, but either the wide receivers stopped running and made him look like he was overthrowing them, or Cooper was overthrowing them. And, you know, that being said, we, even, we, even on the short passes, there was one play where there was a wide receiver. He did a shallow route right behind the defensive line. He zipped it in there. Like, Hard. When your when your receiver is that close, yes, you still need to haul it in there pretty hard and fast. But it doesn't need to be a rock. You're not trying to kill the exactly. guy. Exactly. <laughs> Every time that he has done that this season, the wide receiver can't catch the ball. Yeah, and the loss of Trey Berry has been problematic. I think I think if we have Trey Berry, things look a little bit better. But looking at passing, we did throw for 347, but there were 52 passing attempts, right? We were 23 for 52 as far as passing attempts go. That's that's less than five. And that's another thing Gross said in his press conference. He said if we passed 50-plus times in the game, we would be okay. According to ESPN. He he has been saying that for how many weeks now? (laughs) Too many. Since Austin P. Yeah. And... We lost to Austin P and SEMA, our two biggest OVC opponents. Yeah, um, that was 23 for 52, which if you're crunching those numbers, that is less than 50% uh, completion. Uh, it's just frustrating. And, you know, there's the argument of, well, if we hadn't dropped some passes, those would have been touchdowns. And I agree with that. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, but that's necessarily not... It doesn't fall on to the wide receivers. Yeah, we dropped some touchdown passes. Simo didn't drop their touchdown passes. It is what it is. Things can go either way in the sport of football. That's just how it is. I noticed something about our defense. Our secondary is horrible. Yeah. Yeah, you didn't know that? (laughs) Our secondary is absolutely horrible. They have their moments. They have their moments. They do have their moments. I will still stand by what you said last week. Yul Gowdy is probably the best defensive player other than Marlon Bridges that we have. Yul Gowdy cares the most, for sure. Um, I don't think I have anything more to say about the Simo game. It was frustrating. If we continue talking about it, my blood pressure is going to (laughs) rise. We need to move on. We'll move on. What's next on the list? Murray State preview. Let Let me go ahead and pull up Murray State stuff. Normally, see, Caleb is not here, if you hadn't noticed so far. He'd be our man to have this stuff pulled up, so we're not prepared. What's their record like? Murray State is 4-4, four and four, six in the OVC, and they are... Why did I... Okay. Murray State is 4-4, four and four, six in the OVC, and they are 2-2 two and two in the conference, just like we are. 2-2 two and two in the conference. 
Well, it's a it's a must win. This one is. So. Well, the only two wins that they have are against in the conference are Eastern Illinois and Tennessee State. They've lost to Eastern Kentucky and Tennessee Martin. Got blown out by Tennessee Martin. So they lost to who? Tennessee Martin and Eastern Kentucky. Okay, Tennessee Martin right now in the conference is four zero. Yes. So they beat everybody they played. It'll be fine. We just got to beat out. We just got to win out. Beat UT Martin. It'll be fine. Cross. That's our best. That's our best chance right now. Yeah, and I will say, I, I think it is mathematically possible for us to win the OVC. Isn't it? Yeah, we, we, we were trying to pull up that message I sent you. We were. I was crunching these numbers at cookout the other night. Because right now it sort of just looks like UT Martin's out ahead. Right, they're four and zero. There's a nice little pack of teams that's right in that two and two, one and three, you know, one and two kind of range. Um, and I think if just some insanity happens, I think we can end up on top of that pile. Let Am me, I correct? Yes. Let me let me read the message I sent you. UT Martin could lose to SEMO and JSU, two OBC losses, and would win head and we would win the head to head. Austin P could lose to UT Martin. And Tennessee Tech, three OBC losses. SEMO could lose to Eastern Kentucky and Murray State. The reason why I say Murray State is because look what happened last year. And they would have three OBC losses. So it is possible. There is a chance we can win the OBC. We still have to get by Eastern Kentucky, Tennessee Martin, and Tennessee Tech. Which I, I think this weekend... I think we can barely pull it out, but... Think it's Murray State? Yeah. They can barely pull it out. Yeah, but I... I think it's it, supposed it, to rain again. Please, no. Let me let me double check please that. No. What What's the date of that? What uh, day is today? Today is Monday. It was the 19th. Let's see. 40% chance. Yep, 40% chance. So it might rain. At the very least, it's going to be kind of damp. <laughs> um, we don't play well in the rain. No, turns we out, don't. Uh, turns out we just kind of don't play well sometimes. Well, we play well if it's like a, a light drizzle. If it's like it was on Saturday, yeah, I'm going to say we lose. Here's what I'm hoping. Is that Gross... For some reason, there's a miracle happens and Gross realizes that, oh man, we actually have to start winning games and we can't afford to lose any more games. There's no more quote-unquote throwaway games that we can just lose and still have fun and blah, whatever his mindset is. And he really kicks these boys into high gear. Maybe we've been rolling in low gear because Gross thought that we could get away with it all year. I don't know. Um, I really don't know with this team anymore. What I'm hoping is that Gross is going to kick it into high gear this week in practice, and he's getting there. All the boys are going to realize, oh shoot, if we want to go to the playoffs, we got to win, and that'll light a fire underneath them, and we'll come out and win. That's what I'm hoping for, and that's what I'm going to choose to believe is going to happen. Well, the good thing is, Austin P, Simo, and JSU have all played each other. Yes. That triad is out of the way. All eyes are on UT Martin. Yep. UT Martin has yet to play SEMO, Austin P, and JSU. Please lose <laughs> UT Martin. Please lose out. That would be dope. If they lose those three games, we're right back into three teams. Yes. Being uh, possibly getting into the playoffs. That's what I'm saying. We can still win the OVC. We can. I am. I am forever the optimist. I am the optimist of the group. Dubs is the pessimist of the group. How would you define yourself? In nice terms or mean terms? As realistic terms. I'm a hard ass. Okay. <laughs> um. We know Dubs a pessimist. He always picks against JSU in the pick. But granted, that's for. You know, that's for, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Superstition. It's a superstition at this point. But even during the games, 
when we're down by two scores, right, and everybody's like, oh, game's over. I'm like, well, we still have time to maybe get two possessions. Then we only have time for one possession. See, I have the same I'm, mindset. I'm of the mindset where, like, Mel, if we get a quick score and maybe two plays and get the onside kick and throw a Hail Mary, there's still a chance we can win. You know? That's where my mindset's always at. I have that mindset, but I'm also like, oh, crap. We can we, – we stand a chance at possibly losing this game. Yeah. Which would look very, very bad. I am always – trying to think of the possibility of how we can win and less so the consequences of us losing. That's more my mindset in the game. Um, as far as this Murray State game goes, I I think the boys now realize, especially the seniors, are realizing, hey, if we want to make the playoffs, we're going to have to buckle up and and really really start playing some football. And I think they're going to come out and get a win this week. And the last, well, this is some historical information. Last time we lost to Murray State was in overtime in 2013. So it's been a good minute. Question, when was the last time we lost a regular season game at home? 2013. 2013. All right. And it was Murray State. All right. Moving on. Um... What's next on the list? Unless you have more thoughts about this Murray State game before we go into predictions. Just our boys better be ready to play. They better be. I think they will be. I've got faith. Okay. Overlooked sports is our next segment. Okay. What sport are we looking at? Soccer travels to SEMO and UT Martin. (laughs) Um, We were going to review the Murray State game, but I don't think... We were gonna go was the thing. Yeah. And I did not I was not able to go. Yeah, none of us were able to go. Yeah. And you know, we talked about last week how soccer it's been tough so far. I think they're four and twelve right now. Uh, and somebody mentioned on the stream we did they had a lot of close losses, which is true. Um let's see, they lost to Troy by one, uh, Eastern Kentucky by one, Moritz State by one, Eastern Old by two. Austin P in overtime, Tennessee Tech by one. Uh, they have a lot of close losses. But, you know, in a soccer, which is a low-scoring sport, one goal is kind of – it's still significant. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but, yeah, that's soccer. And they're going to SEMO and UT Martin. This week, yeah. This weekend, yeah. Friday and Sunday. Good luck, soccer. We'll be yeah, playing. Good luck. Know. Have a nice road trip. <laughs> We're praying right. for you. Volleyball hosts Murray State Friday and Austin P on Saturday. I have yet to go to a volleyball game. I want to go. I want to go I want real to go bad. So bad. I was at Struts. I think I did. I say this on the podcast this week, and I was watching volleyball on the TVs. I had it up on the TVs, mm-hmm. and that was really entertaining. I didn't know how entertaining volleyball was. The only volleyball games I've been to are Georgia Tech games. Uh-huh. And Georgia Tech volleyball is actually really fun to watch. Really? Yes. I feel like volleyball is just fun to watch in general. Yeah, I mean, I prefer beach volleyball. Yeah? Why is that? But it's more fun. There's less players. That's true. So you're pretty much running all over the court. Yeah. More. So. Volleyball's a good time. All right. So we lost to SIUE. Three sets to one. And I think four letters is too many for a school. I think you got to cut it down to three. <laughs> S-I-U-E. First of all, too many vowels. we got to cut one of those vowels. Pick one, cut it, and that's your new name. So if anyone from S-I-U-E, S-I-U-E is listening, pick a vowel, cut it, and just, you're going to go down to cut, three. Just cut Southern. Just the University of Illinois. No, they have to cut a vowel. There's A vowel? They have to cut a vowel. I don't want three vowels. I don't want that. Anyways, whatever you were saying. But we did shut out Eastern Illinois. 3-0. Good for us. So, congrats, volleyball. Proud of you guys. So, they sit at 12-8 and eight right now. Good for them. Winning record. 6-4 and four in the conference. So Good for them. All right. I guess moving on to predictions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is predictions always before, believe it or not? Mm-hmm. Okay. What do we got... Oh, Lord. 
lots of according to Caleb, better games. So Caleb did the the predictions this week. Did he do the believe it or not too? No, I I that is my segment. I'm doing always that every do. week. Excuse me. Uh, Caleb did the predictions this week because he was unhappy with Brandon's picks for last week. So what do we got? What's our first matchup? First one is Towson at JMU. JMU. JMU? I'm picking JMU. I like JMU a lot. Yeah. uh, It definitely won't be an easy game for JMU. No. So, what what are the what are they ranked respectively? Towson is with the updated yeah uh, polls. Towson is sixteen. Jamie is two. Okay, I mean the polls agree with me. Yeah. So, but I mean any game in the top twenty, it can go either way. But yeah, um, I'm going Jamie. I have a cousin that goes to Jamie. Fun fact. Really? Yeah. Is he in the? She, you sexist. She, sorry. Yeah, how dare you? How dare you? Sorry, if you're listening to this podcast, <laughs> I'm extremely sorry. But is she in the band? No. All sad day. She is not related to the band program at all. You're going JMU. I'm going JMU. I'm going JMU. Good call. I have a feeling Caleb was going to go JMU as well. Well, we'll get his predictions later. Yeah. All right. Next on the list... Number one, uh, North Dakota State. Sorry, Bison fans. I almost said South Dakota State. Ooh. Number one, North Dakota State at number three, South Dakota State. I know who I'm going for. Then don't leave us in suspense. Interesting fact. ESPN College Game Day is going to this game this week. Really? Mm-hmm. And I want to know who you're going for. I'm going to Jax. I Go to South Dakota State. It's at South Dakota State. Bison have a trouble uh, have a lot of trouble playing at South Dakota State. What's the spread? The sp- I have no idea. They don't release the spreads this early. Oh, what day is today? Monday. Oh, it's Monday. <laughs> I didn't. I don't know where I am. Um, I I think I'm gonna agree with you. I really? Think, I think I'm gonna agree with you on this one. Just because I want it to happen so bad. All right. Let's First go. time Eric has agreed with me on an upset. Yeah. All right. Next game, number four, Weber State at number 22, UC Davis. Uh, I simply am just going to go Weber State. <laughs> yeah. UC Davis was a huge letdown this year. So I'm going Weber State as Weber well. Weber State. Weber State. Go Cats. All right. Next game is South Carolina State at Bethune-Cookman. Which are ranked? They weren't ranked in the top 25, but they uh-huh. both got receiving votes. Retrospectively, including receiving votes, South Carolina State is number 41, and Bethune-Cookman is number 43. What a wonderful matchup. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a rivalry game, too. Yeah. I don't know. For me, this is a toss-up. Yeah, South Carolina State is has two losses, and Bethune Cookman has only lost once. Which was Where is Bethune Cookman? Daytona Beach, Florida. Florida. Well, I don't like Florida, so I'm going to pick against them. So like you're going South Carolina the State. The state of Florida, not like, you know, the University of Florida, the state of Florida. I don't like Florida. So you're going South Carolina State. Yes, me too. Um, Do you like Florida? The state of Florida? We, My family goes to Daytona Beach um, not every summer, but when we go to Florida for vacation, we go to Daytona. I don't like going to Florida. It's hot. This, okay, here's my thing about Florida. This is off topic, but whatever. Um, the beach is cool. I like the beach. I like I, amusement parks. I like Gatorland. You ever been to Gatorland? No. Gatorland is probably my favorite place on the planet. Love me some Gatorland. other than that it's too hot it's too bright the sun is brighter there not as bright as it is in hawaii i don't know i've been to hawaii florida is miserable it's too bright it's too humid there's bugs everywhere i tried camping in florida once never again that was a mistake um the people are weird if they're not weird they're old 
Um, yeah, I agree. What What else don't I like about Florida? I there's, there's you lots know, there's of weird people that go to the beach. Yeah, in Florida, I, or just the people that live in Florida. That um, too. All the houses are one story. I have nothing against one story houses, but I like a little breakup in the landscape every now and yeah. again. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just <laughs> there's my Florida rant. I don't like Florida. All right. So next game. UNA at number six, Kennesaw State. I don't Gosh. know where I'm going. I don't want to pick either of these teams. I'd rather take the lesser of two evils. Yeah, I'm going to pick UNA. I'm not picking for Kennesaw State. Interesting fact. UNA's band is traveling to Kennesaw State. Oh, fun. Because they're performing at the Bands of America Powder Springs Regional. Oh, cool. Which both of our alma maters yeah. are competing at. So. Yeah. Shout out Spartan and East Coweta. Yeah. Good, Good luck, luck you guys. guys. Have fun. Live it up. All right. Next game, number 21, Sam Houston State at number 12, Central Arkansas. Hmm. 21 and 12. Both 1 and 2. Just flipped. Flipped. What does that say about this game, do you think? This game is always close every year. I mean, it doesn't matter how bad each team is or... If one team is bad and one team is good, it's always a close game. So what you're saying is you're picking the upset. I did not say that. Technically, the upset in this would be Sam Houston State. And yeah. I don't like Sam Houston State. So you're going against? It's 50-50 right now. Okay. I am going to go for the upset. Then. I'm doing it. We're playing a risky How today. dare you? Yeah, we're playing. I'm taking that from you. We're doing risky today. Um, part of me does not want to pick Sam Houston State, but part of me wants to because if Central Arkansas loses, that's even more chaos that happens. I'm going to agree with you. I'm going Sam Houston. If I can type correctly. You got it. All right. The next game, Austin P at Tennessee Tech, and Austin P is number thirty-two in the nation with votes. And where's Tennessee Tech? Out of curiosity, right. that's what I thought. Um, so technically, Caleb, when you listen to this, this <laughs> is a bad game that you picked. Oh, oh gosh, what's better for us? <laughs> Better for us? That's where my mind is at with OVC. Austin P winning. Austin P is my pick. I'd much rather want. I'd much rather have Austin P win this. Wouldn't game. that have been much more fun if Austin P were the one that peed on the field? Wouldn't that be nice? That would be so funny. I would not even be mad. I mean, I'm not super mad about Simo doing it. Maybe he had an emergency, but man, that's a missed opportunity. Yeah. It, it's better for Austin P for us. Uh, it's better for us that Austin P wins this game. Let's go Austin P. Because the only let's go the P. Only, the only other team that they need to lose to is UT Martin. But I did say earlier in the podcast that Austin P could lose to Tennessee Tech. So I'm still picking Austin P, but I really don't care how this game goes. Because either way, it's going to help JSU in some way or form. Yeah. All right. Game of the week. Murray State at number 25, Jacksonville State. So we are still We're still in, in the top 25? still in the Let's top 25. Let's go. Um, you know I'm always going to pick JSU. Yeah, I'm going I'm always picking them. Um, Wait. Do I want to do it this week? I'll pull a dubs. You can. I'm never going to pick against JSU. I I really think the time of procrastinating is over. It's time to do it your homework. Be. It's time to do your homework. Midnight's coming up. Let's put it this way. There's only one way JSU can redeem themselves. Is blow the brakes off of Murray State. Yeah, we need to win out for the rest of the season, obviously. We and we need to look. We need out. to look good doing it. That's what needs to happen. If we have a close game from here on out, it's yeah. not going to be good come postseason. So I'm picking JSU. 
I'm going JSU by one point. One point? I don't even want to give a score prediction. I'm not either, but I'm giving a point spread. Okay. I'm going JSU by one point. JSU by seven. No. Do you want to be more confident than that? Do I want to go balls here and say they're just going to come in and just make a statement? I'm hoping that's what happens. If there is a time to make a statement, it's now. I've been saying weeks now that Gross has been making a statement. He hasn't done it, and it's now. 14. That's my spread, JSU 14. That's a good one. All right, so next segment is Believe It or Not. All right, what's the first question? Or not question, statement. Playoffs, question mark? JSU is completely done with their season after EKU. We've already talked about this a good bit. I don't think they're completely done. There's still a mathematical chance they can win the OVC, and me being forever the optimist, I'm going to hold on to that. Um, I think that if we go 9-3, and three, I do think we get a, a bid, and I think we make the playoffs. It really depends on what happens in the OVC as well as what happens... I still think if we go nine and three, we we make the playoffs. Um, is it helpful that our athletic director is the head of the selection committee? Maybe, maybe. I'm not, but I'm just saying. Mom's the word. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. It'd be nice. It's nice. It's nice to have that, just in case. <laughs> you know, know, if I it's wanna... if it's us fifty fifty with one more team. Uh, I don't know if I want to give my complete thoughts on this because it's going to be confusing. It's going to be something. Long story short, I think JSU will have at least one playoff game after EKU. Okay. Our chances of a second round bye are completely over. If we make playoffs, we're playing that first weekend. Yep. And honestly... I feel like we sometimes do better if we play through. Mm-hmm. Don't you think? Yeah. Did we have a bye when we went to Frisco? Yep. Oh, what? So, I'm believing it. No, I'm not believing uh, it. Yeah. I'm, I'm not believing it. Yeah, I'm going to not believe it as well. All right, second point. Coach Gross is on the hot seat after this loss to SEMO. You can take the reins on this here's, one, buddy. Here's what I think. I've talked about this before. What I think needs to happen, Greg Seitz, our wonderful athletic director who I think has done a good job, needs to have a sit down with Gross and say, this season so far has been unacceptable and you're now coaching for your job the rest of the season. That's what I would like to happen. Right? Is it going to happen though? No, I don't think so. Um, I believe he should be on the hot seat, and we should start questioning him and his offensive and defensive coordinator. Uh, They've been making questionable decisions all year. Do I think it'd be helpful if we cleaned house? I really do. I believe that that'll be helpful if we just completely cut everybody and got a new coaching staff. What would be amazing is if we brought in a new, at least a new offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator. That would be amazing. Because Gross... Yes, he's very confusing, but when you actually look at his stats as a JSU head coach, it's very impressive. Yes, but what was Gross's first year? 2014. 2014. Got bounced in the second round. Yes. 2015, we went all the way to the national championship. All the way to the national championship. 16, 17, got bounced in the second round. 18, we won our first playoff game and then got bounced in the second round. Okay, so... I think that Gross has done a good job of making people think he's a better head coach than he is. And that is my honest opinion. We've talked about before, uh, every year except this one, all it's taken to win the OVC was to be a, a half step above mediocre, right? And Gross has gotten us there. Um, I'll give him that. But people like to talk about how, oh, we've had all this success. We've had all this. He's the most successful coach in JSU history. Right, which if you look at the numbers, this is true. Let me ask you: When we went to Frisco, who led us to Frisco? Eli Jenkins. Eli Jenkins was that a was that a John Gross recruit? No, no, that, that was, was a Bill Clark. Clark recruit. The leaders of that team that was a Bill Clark recruiting class. Ever since we've had John Gross recruiting classes, we've been on a downhill slope. 
And that is the fact of the matter. Um, I think he's a good coach. I think he's just gotten complacent. And this attitude of complacency, as I said before, has leaked into the players. I truly believe that. And I think if Greg Side sits him down and says, look, dude, you're coaching for your job now. I, I think that'll be that's at the very least will be helpful. I also think it'd be helpful to get a complete new coaching staff. But if we're going to keep Gross, it'd be nice to get one or two new coordinators. And those coordinators need to be pushing Gross to be hard on these boys. Yeah, yeah. like we said, you never see Gross get fired up. Um, the only time I've seen Gross fired up was 2015. Yep. I, I'm sure he's a nice guy, and he's he is a good football coach. He is a good football coach, but I think he's gotten lazy. And this year especially, he's just got that it'll-be-fine mindset, and that is unacceptable. That's my thoughts on it. So I guess believe it, that he's on the hot seat. I believe it, too. Uh, third, third believe it or not, Zarek Cooper is not as good of a quarterback as we thought. I think... And when we thought when last week, I think he's just the same quarterback that I thought he was last week. No, when we actually at the beginning of the year, I think he's not quite as good. I'm going all the way back to when he announced that he was coming here to JSU. Oh, then, well, I don't know. I I don't like to judge players just by their like star rating and out of high school and stuff. I don't either. Um, but it leads into the hype train. I honestly, he has not lived up to the hype train. At all, since he's been here. I think he's a good quarterback, but he has his flaws. Um, he does – part of it, he's he's trying to be forced to be something he's not, and that's never good. Um, a lot of times, your offensive system can make you look like a bad quarterback, mm-hmm. right? If you pay attention to the NFL, Kirk Cousins, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody thought – everybody said Kirk Cousins is terrible, he stinks, and now the Vikings look really good because they made some adjustments, right? And now Kirk Cousins look great. Um, so maybe a different offensive coordinator would help out a whole lot and make Zarek look good again. Um, but honestly, if he is worse than I thought he was, he's not much worse. Um, I didn't think he was going to be the next Eli Jenkins. I still believe that he has the potential to be. But where he is right now, uh, he's still got – Parts of his game that he really needs to work on. Um, I remember there was a thought before the year. Somebody said, I think it was one of our first podcast topics, was, is Zarek going to declare for the draft? And we were like, no. What? No. So I think we had a pretty realistic idea. At least we did. Maybe other schools who just look at four-star Clemson transfer. As of right now, I was talking to Caleb about it. And... Caleb mentioned something to the effect of if Cooper went to the draft, it probably would not hurt some people. It would people would be happy. And I'm like, I will gladly say I'm one of those people. Oh yeah? If he goes to the draft, I will be so happy because we can get one of our other quarterbacks that is more well oiled to our system. And we can have a good quarterback again. I don't know. I'm going to still hold out faith. So, I. what is the question? Zero Cooper is not as good of a quarterback as we thought? Right. I'm going to give it like a soft believe it. Because he's not quite as good, but I still think he has potential to be better than we thought he was. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to believe it. I'm sorry. People who are listening to this, to me, he is not what we thought we he was. And, and in my opinion, if he's not going to change the way he plays now, even with his hands tied behind his back from Gross, he's not going to do well the rest of the season. All right, fourth, believe it or not. OBC, OBC still gets two teams in the playoffs and which teams? You go first on this one. I still think the OBC gets two, two teams in. Now, there is a pool of four teams who I think will be up for that. 
Austin P, UT Martin, Zemo, JSU. Um, I think, I think, I personally think UT Martin will lose to Zemo, Austin P, and JSU. Um, Zemo has lost to J to um, Austin P. Or yeah, Zemo has lost to Austin P. So I think your two teams will be Austin P and JSU. I think two teams. I'm gonna believe it. I'm gonna say yes. Now there is a possibility there could be three teams. Yeah. Because oh. like I said before, the Austin P Semo JSU triad is out of the way. Mm-hmm. It's if, anything can happen. It's if, so strange. If UG Martin loses to all three of those teams, you have Austin P sitting at nine at ten wins possibly. You have SEMO sitting at nine wins and JSU sitting at nine wins. The only questionable team is JSU. I'm going to believe it for two teams, but I'm not going to say which teams, just because it's such a nightmare trying to dissect everything in the OVC right now. It could go any which way. It, it's confusing. Yeah. It is so confusing. All right. Final. <laughs> this is a funny one. Final, Final. believe it or not, we can now focus on basketball now. <laughs> I'm still focusing on football. I'm not believing it. <laughs> Forever the optimist. Um, not. It, it's still, no matter how frustrating it is, I gotta still focus on football. Yep, still focusing on football. And I think that wraps us up. Mm-hmm. Do you have any final thoughts? Ross, you're on my hot seat. Players, you better pick it into high gear this weekend. Follow our Instagram and Twitter pages at cocky underscore nation. Um, follow Cocktopus. Um, give a, uh, follow our Facebook page. Pretty much it. Cox by ninety. Cox by ninety. This week, every week after that, start of the dynasty. Do it for the seniors, boys. Let's go.